Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Just give me a vibe, man. It doesn't seem very positive coming out of Winnipeg from the fan base. Yeah, you want the vibe? It's the complete polar opposite of the vibe around the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. All things said, they didn't really do too much at all in the draft. I don't know if uh, you know some of their prospects are going to step up in training camp and make enough of a, a big difference. But yeah, the vibe is low when it comes to hockey here in, in Southern Manitoba. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show. We're coming in hot on the Game Plus Television Network. We're live across all 10 provinces in Canada and 31 U.S. states, including beautiful Florida, where I got a very exciting night and weekend ahead of me. And we're also uh, broadcasting on WQEE Metro Atlanta 99.1 FM, the home of Southern Sports and Talk. We might have to mix some Falcons talk in there, too. Let's bring in the Moose, Darren Moose DuPont. I was in the middle of a story, Moose, near the end of hour one, and I'm I'm going to pick that up. How's the last 40 minutes for you, man? you got a big game tonight, the Bisons and the Rams to call. Were you filling it with, with the game prep? Are you all done that? How's your morning been? Yeah, it's been great. A little bit of last-minute game prep going over the script and things like that, and uh and then uh, watching a little bit of the show, making sure I got an ear in, uh, ear in on that. And, uh, yeah, it's been really great. Here was my takeaway from our one. We had the co-GM of the BC Lions with us, Neil McAvoy. And he said, with the star, the story of his star quarterback, Nathan Rourke, who played with the Ohio Bobcats, he said, hey, Canadian kid, of course, but that doesn't matter. The passport doesn't matter. If the NFL wants them, they're going to take them. And I'm like, I haven't heard that phrase in like 15 to 20 years, and he couldn't be more right. So we'll dig into that. Um, CFL has his issues. We know that it's issues. But this weekend, let's just park that. Like the bar flies watching here on YouTube says, all you have to do is look at all the empty seats to start worrying about the CFL. No team can survive. Attendance figures are mostly BS. Can't understand why that helps anybody. Eh. I saw the commissioner, Randy Ambrosi, uh, spoke. The CFL commissioner, Randy Ambrosi, was asked about the attendance, and he goes, well, our attendance is a problem, but it's a problem in other leagues, too. What do I say about that? And I'll say it again as the certified recovery coach that I am. And I'm, I'm wise now because I've been foolish. I'm strong now because I've been weak. Believe me. But I can say, we're not talking about the other leagues. We're talking about you. That's what I'd like to say to Randy Ambrosi. But he, for whatever reason, we can't get him on the show. So whatever. 
But I was in the middle of that story about the military, and, and you know all my stories, but this is for the viewers that don't know. Uh, yes, I have a diploma as an addiction treatment specialist. I'm a licensed interventionist. Uh, I've got training in grief, trauma, stress management. I'm loaded to the nuts to help people. So when the military came to me and said, can you work with our soldiers a number of years ago, I said, I'm not qualified to do that. And they said, well, our, all that matters is trust. They trust you. They know you from your years with the Rough Riders. Can you work with our guys? And this, the, the conversation was right across the street in the barracks of the Army from the stadium, the football stadium. I pointed out the window and I said, nobody's going to die out there this weekend. It's not the same. And uh, he said, well, to us it is. It's us versus them. It's strategy. Right? And I'm like, well, okay. So then I started working with the soldiers, as you know, Darren, and I've worked with them all across Canada, and uh, you think you got problems? You think you? Do I think I? I thought yeah. I had problems until I, till I started talking to them. They got some problems. And 100% of soldiers that have seen active duty return home, 100% have PTSD. 100%. And 80% of those turn to substances to deal with it so i guess my point is my coaches and advisors and you know who they are they told me that i need to let people know who i am and what i do and that's why i don't get too wound up about anything because i'm not on a military deployment for six months on a ship in baran or i'm not crawling on my stomach for eight hours in sand with nothing but a bologna sandwich to get me through for the day how big are your problems really compared to that so anyways, back on point. Um, uh, Jeff the Stamps fan writes in and says, Rod, are you guys returning to Calgary anytime soon? The plan is to, I don't think there's anything scheduled, but we will be there, I think, before Grey Cup. Um, the, the thing was, <laughs> absolutely fantastic and wonderful summer in Alberta for all of us, man. We went to games in Edmonton. We went to games in Calgary. I did all the Calgary things, like the mountain things. But I was excited to get back to Florida and just woosa, just unwind for a while, take in everything that there is here. And for those that weren't watching an hour ago, tonight I'm going to the biggest high school football game of the week in the state of Florida. It's here, Fort Lauderdale tonight, Cardinal Gibbons High School against Calvary Christian. And our friend Matt DeBuck is coaching them, the defending 4-8 state champions. And I got a sideline pass. Watch my social media for that. It's the 58th Labor Day Classic on Sunday between the Riders and the Bombers, and that's exciting too, but I've watched, well, I've watched 30 of them. I've played, or sorry, not played, broadcast 20 of them. I want to do something new now. I just want to do something new now, and this is what I'm doing down here. So enough about that. I want your take. Thanks for listening to my opening preamble. Darren, how do you feel about Neil McAvoy saying, the co-GM of the BC Lions, just to go back on this, if the NFL wants our quarterback, Nathan Rourke, they're going to get him. I haven't heard that in a long time. Not that it hasn't changed or anything, but at least you got to admire the honesty, don't you? You do, and you almost have to treat this like it's college football or university football. I was talking to Brian Doby yesterday, the head coach of the Manitoba Bisons, and he was talking about one of his star defensive players who, for, who I guess, postponed the draft year, pushed the draft year so he could come back and finish his degree. A star defensive player who he didn't expect to have back, 
because he's good enough to get drafted. And the kid said, well, if I'm going to get drafted this year, if I'm good enough, I'm good enough to get drafted next year. So he's back. But the point is, is Brian Doby can't, has no choice in the matter if he gets that great player back or not. If the CFL wants him, they're going to draft him and he's gone if he wants to go. And it's the same with Nathan Rourke. You know, he wants to continue to climb that ladder. And if the NFL calls, he's going to go. What's he going to do? Say, I think I'm going to stay here in BC. You know, it can be great. The facility can be awesome. The people can be awesome. But this is the NFL. And, you know, you have to have that mindset. And I appreciate that Neil's got it. Well, he's just realistic, and Neil's been around this league since the 90s, and he's worked in the front office, he's worked in ticketing, now in football operations, he gets it. But again, most, some GMs and even owners in the CFL would do whatever they took to keep the kid in the league and on their team. I feel like Neil McAvoy and Rick Campbell and the BC Lions would go, Nathan, if you have the opportunity, go. Because right now they can't pay him what he would get. Look at Strebler. What did I see the other day? I'm not sure this is true. Somebody said $12,000 a week U.S. to be on the New York Jets practice roster. I don't know if that's true. I had a friend on the Rams practice roster a couple years ago, and he got $7,000 a week. Not that that's chicken feed, but it's not $12,000, and it's still more than you would be getting in the CFL in both cases. This guy was a linebacker. But anyways, just with, with regards to the National Football League, um, I'm loving that, too, in a luxury suite at the Dolphins game on Saturday night. And uh, we'll be going to the Patriots and the Dolphins next week. Darren, you've been around it. They're so, so, so big. It's very hard for the average Canadian to get their head around how big the NFL is. You people think the NHL is big. No, 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 no. No. They ain't even in the same universe as the National Football League for big. I just can't. <clears throat> so you know what I'm saying? Like when it comes to the NFL, yeah. if they want Nathan Rourke, they'll get him. Like he's under contract for another year. What, what could you see happening? Do you not think the NFL? And by the way, he's not coming down. I don't think to be the next Dan Marino. They're signing no. a guy to be a number two at best, I think. How, how would it come to be that, 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 he would get, that he would be in the NFL next year, given the fact he's under contract to the BC Lions for next year? Yeah, I, I think, you know, you can't hold players back from, from trying to improve their careers. And, um, you know, potentially he goes, potentially he doesn't. You know, the contract stuff, not exactly sure how they would sort all of that out. That's not my area of expertise. But, you know, he would go down, and, I, and I'm sure that, you know, they're watching every game. They're going to be following the injury and the rehab very closely. I would think they're going to want to see him on the field. So, you know, post-injury. So I don't know yeah. that they're going to bring him down. They may work him out in the offseason. But if he doesn't make it back for the playoffs or the end of the year, then I would bet that Nathan Rourke starts next season with the BC Lions and plays one more year before going down to the NFL. But if he can come back and show us that there's no lingering effects of the injury, I would, I would be shocked if he wasn't in an NFL training camp next year. Wonderful discussion here today on a football Friday. And uh, we're morphing all of the leagues, which I think is great. I'm just going to go back to the comments here because I eschewed them. I shunned them in hour one. Let's bring the comments in here, too, because that's what's made us 
famous is our interaction with our viewers and our entertaining nature. Ted in Red Deer says, hey, Rod, if the XFL comes knocking to do weekend games, are you listening? He's talking about play-by-play. I already talked to the XFL the last time. I did. And we couldn't work a deal out. There was an immigration issue, of course, and paperwork and so forth. So now, who would want to partner with? Why would I want to work for The Rock and a loser like that? (laughs) Yeah. Sarcasm off. I would listen. I, I would listen, but this is what I this is what I want to do. So if there was a way to do it, where I could do the games on the weekend and do this show, fine. But as Darren knows and Lee knows and our entire staff knows, this it's one eleven Eastern, by the way, eleven eleven Mountain. This is the cornerstone. This is the cornerstone of what I do and all that I want to do. Everything else has to come in behind that. Um, regarding what Neil McAvoy had to say about Nathan Rourke, uh, Wayne in BC says, Neil is speaking the truth, which is refreshing. Isn't it? This not a bunch of bunk? Um, Moving on. And and by the way, listen, if you want U sports talk and college football talk from the States, we covered it all last hour, one hour ago. So hit rewind or go back and listen to that podcast if you just tuned in because we're moving on. We're in charge. Jay on YouTube says the NFL is boring. And we also broke down all the CFL games this weekend, too. It's viewer time now. I don't believe the NFL is boring. I don't. But, Darren, there's a lot to get into, and I'm glad you're with me for 40 minutes here in this hour because I don't think it's boring. Football as a sport is not boring. Nothing, No live sports is boring. Anything can happen on any given play. Saturday night, I was at a dang preseason game. Nobody cares about the preseason, but I do. And the Dolphins scored 41 points against the Eagles, who flat out quit. Who was I talking to the other day? I'm like, how do you quit in the National Football League in the final preseason game? They quit. I recognize it when I see it. Dolphins set a record, franchise record for points scored. So there's that. Some games are dogs. Some games are great. The CFL has that too. The NHL has that. Major League Baseball has that. But what the NFL... It's not, today's not the day we're going to get into how the NFL got to where they were to where they are. We're not. But the players are the stars. It's not about the game. It's not the X's and O's of the game. It's not. The average person walking the street loves the shiny toy. Yay! Follow the glow room. Turn out the lights and follow the glow stick. Yay! People just want to get excited about what's put right in front of their face. And if, if it's OBJ, or Aaron Rodgers, or Tua, that's the big news. He got named team captain this week, and it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. What does this mean to Tua that he's been named captain? I'm like, I would like to think he would have been the two years ago. Well, he was a rookie two years ago, but I would hope as a quarterback in year three that he would be the captain of the team. But you see what I, it's the marketing around yeah. the players, which frankly the CFL doesn't do at all, and the NHL I think could do a better job of, but don't you think that's what it is when people say the product's boring? I, I don't believe that's the true. Some feel that way, but it doesn't matter. People tune in because they're told to tune in because the NFL's the biggest thing. Don't you agree? I, I agree. And, you know, it has to do with everything. The players, it has to do with the presentation. And a lot of times, it, you know, it has to do with the broadcast, too. You know, having talented broadcasters presenting it in an exciting way, too. It yeah. all plays a role in it, but it's a big, big machine, and they make everything look 
amazing and feel make you feel like everything's a big moment. And that's, that's the power of the NFL. They do it really well. Uh, yeah. And by the way, from the raging dolphins maniac, we have infected the South Florida market. Now from the raging dolphins maniac watching the show says, how about them dolphins? That's what it was. I was on two podcasts yesterday as a guest talking about the National Football League, and one of them said, who's your dark horse in the entire NFL? And I said, well, the Miami Dolphins. And, of course, I'm probably getting swept up in being here, just like I did with the Anaheim Ducks and predicting them to make the playoffs last year. But the Dolphins, it's not the toughest division in football. (coughs) One injury to Josh Allen in Buffalo, and the Dolphins could win the division. You'd think I was drinking again because they asked me who I picked for the Super Bowl, and I said, Miami and Arizona. How about that? Um, how about so that? how about those Dolphins? Nine wins last year, and they've got what looks like, well, they got an offensive coach now in Mike McDaniel versus a defensive coach last year in Brian Flores. I think they're rolling. And one more point before we break. <coughs> Pardon me, I shouldn't have yelled, and I'm still sick, by the way. From Jack Fulton in Vulcan, Alberta. He said, Alex Singleton is listed as a starting inside linebacker for the Denver Broncos. He's a former Calgary Stampeder, Montana product, I believe, and Canadian Football League uh, Outstanding Canadian of the Year. And the other night, when I'm watching the Eagles, where he had been the last three years and was a team captain, I'm like, they're missing Alex Singleton. And I meant to put that into my postgame recap that I wrote. They're, they were lifeless. Alex Singleton wouldn't allow you to be lifeless if you were his teammate and you were one of the other 10 guys. And he'd come over and kick your ass if you were lifeless. And the Eagles were lifeless on defense. So it doesn't surprise me at all that Singleton, who signed with Denver as a free agent, is going to start for the Broncos this week at Seattle. We'll be right back. More with Moose. It's a football Friday. We're live on Game Plus Television. We're live streaming on YouTube, of course. And also live on WQEE 99.1 FM in Metro Atlanta, your home for Southern sports and talk. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Football Friday continues, and uh, I don't know where to look first. We do have some breaking news. i got to check my phone here. Here it is. The Winnipeg Jets have signed Sam Gagne to a one-year $750,000 contract. Again, Sam Gagne has signed with the Winnipeg Jets. That's all I have to say about that. Um, I guess Gagne's got something left in the tank. When we were at Edmonton, you weren't, but Lee Genye and I were, Moose. Uh, it was Caused quite a stir up there that Sam Gagne had been videoed or photographed working out in an Oilers t-shirt. Oh, no. (laughs) Maybe he was going to go to Edmonton. No, he signed with the Winnipeg Jets. Frankly, I thought Sam Gagne had retired. Um, Anyways, uh, from Ted and Redder, he says, man, what a great show today. I agree. From one of our viewers, Collins, watching in Ottawa. And he says, Moose, actually he says, Doops, 
The NFL's popularity has to do with gambling and fantasy football more than any bells and whistles on a broadcast. Whatever, dude, it's open to discussion. It all works together. The broadcast, the gambling. Listen, sometimes I wonder, one day, we could do a real good Drive to Survive type series on our show. Put cameras in our meetings, Darren. When we talk about the fact that the money in gaming and sports gambling is infinite. It was like oil and gas back in the day. Infinite. Think of the biggest number you can think of and then multiply it several times. That's how much money is in sports gambling. So you wonder why why it's a big deal that we're on the air in Atlanta, WQEE, in an NFL market. Why do you think that is? And then you got the CFL just being the CFL. And me going tonight to a high school game in Fort Lauderdale, well, then you got the coach, Matt DeBuck, saying, we got a sideline pass for you. If you get here early enough, I'll bring you into the locker room. We go to the Super Bowl. What did I say the other day? You got the Bengals people grabbing me, literally throwing a lanyard and pass around my neck. Get in here. We're having a news conference. And then you got the Rough Riders who have had four years after I left the team, I'm still banned from the press box because of pettiness and petulance. Why, why wouldn't we do what we're doing and talk about the leagues that we're talking about? Which reminds me, Darren in Utah says, Hey, Rod, if you aren't too far from Gainesville, the Utah-Florida game in the Swamp Saturday should be a dandy. Trust me, I looked at it. But I'm trying. Darren's the guy that said on Monday, you don't have to go to every game, Rod. And I was glad that you said that, Darren, because I was just in my... You know me. I'm always going to try and go. Yeah. You made it okay to not go. So tonight, I'm going to make the trip down to Fort Lauderdale. It's the biggest game of the night in the state of Florida in high school football. It is. Uh, I'm excited about that. They're going to chill for the weekend. There's nothing wrong with chilling at my advanced age and state of the game. Now, with regards to the topics of this show, somebody wrote in, you probably saw it on our social media channels, and said, as long as you don't stop talking about junior hockey, we're good in terms of topics on this show and content. We ain't never going to stop talking about junior hockey. I can't speak for Darren, but that is my guilty pleasure. That's not just in my heart. That is in my DNA. That is in my bones. And, And that reminds me, the CHL sent an email out, news release this morning, with the 2022 23 season around the corner. The Canadian Hockey League today announced that more than 25 preseason games will be available as free views via CHL TV. Available to fans from coast to coast, CHL TV is accessible on the CHL mobile app in addition to Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire, and online at chl.ca. There's more, but go to chl.ca and read it for yourself. But these are free games to watch. I'll be watching the Pats when they play and Connor Bedard for as long as he is a Regina Pat. But I'll say this, for the people in junior hockey, the people in the CFL that understand what I'm doing, they're like, you, Rod, have earned the right to do whatever the hell you want to do. And if you want to go to South Florida and do the show and explore the NFL and high school football and college, you go do it. Not to mention the Panthers and the wonderful relationship that we have with them. And this is why we are where we are. Uh, Jennifer from the Four Seasons says, I can't wait to see my beloved Pats hit the ice. Right? I felt terrible, Darren, the other day when I said Navy's not really my thing, and then I think that's the base color of the Regina Pats Hockey Club. What the (laughs) hell am I talking about? 
I'm talking really fast right now. What do you have to say about all of this stuff I've been rambling on about? Navy is your color. No, for sure. It, it's my color. And I'm excited. I'm watching it. I mean, the, those Western Hockey League teams are now back to training camp, which is exciting. I saw the Saskatoon Blades made a trade with Seattle the other day. So following that, you just can't, you can't, you can't drop it. We may not talk about it in depth every day. We may not be calling the games, but you know what? It'll always be something that we're passionate about and interested in and following. And that's, that's always going to be there. Yes. But we're not going to be the marketing arm of these leagues. They need to pick up the ball and do it themselves. And if that takes putting people on our show and so forth, I'm here for that. But in, I had an NL, NLL fan say the other day, if you're on the air in Atlanta, you got to get some Georgia Swarm players on for the National Lacrosse League. And I'm like, I'm all for that. Let's do it, man. Hey, our director of scouting writes in, Craig Smith. He says, looking forward to dupes and dunk with the call tonight. Rams and Bisons. That's Canadian University football, and it will be on cable, Sastel Max, Bell MTS cable, Telesoptic TV, all throughout Western Canada. But I want to go back to another thing here. Um, with regards, it is, we're having a football talk here today because it is Football Friday. Big, it's not the biggest weekend of the year now that I think about it. Next weekend is, do you not think week one in the NFL season would qualify as the biggest weekend of the year for football? In Canada, this is, this is, this weekend. But in the U.S., next weekend would be the biggest weekend of the year. How, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, this weekend you get the college football starting, but next weekend college is in full swing in week two. It is the back end of the Labor Day Classics in the CFL, and the NFL starts. So, yeah, next weekend for sure. Biggest weekend of the football calendar. Yeah, so it's similar to, again, I think about my guy Chris Sanford this morning in the gym. Beauty, just a beauty. I got to find out where he's from. Uh, He is the editor of a big-time magazine, and he works out like a madman. And he's in his 60s, and he's like, Rod, I got to tie. I just love your show, and I don't even know what you're talking about most of the time, but. You're just entertaining. You're like Rush Limbaugh. Don't matter whether you're left or right wing, don't matter. He's just entertaining. And that's what I like about your show. So that's one guy that I'm hanging out. <laughs> Ted from Red Deer. See, I knew this would get some, some interest. Ted from Render says, Banned from the Saskatchewan press box when your show goes coast to coast in 31 states. Wow. Another reason why empty seats are not surprising. I'm just putting it out there. You judge it for what you are. I'm just stating fact. But I'm talking to football people more and more and more. And if you want the goods, uh, in terms of just rumors, because that is the currency. Breaking news is the currency of what we do. Um, But these NFL shows and ESPN, they talk about fake news isn't, I guess, the proper. Gossip. Well, I don't know what you'd call it. But what I heard today, here's one for you. In Montreal, there's going to be a new owner. Who knows when, but before long. And the next head coach of the Montreal Alouette CFL team will be Jason Moss. Maybe you've heard this, Darren, because you're around football people too. Uh, I just got that one today. So Moss is just putting in time, 
in Saskatchewan as offensive coordinator before he goes to Montreal to be the head coach of the Alouettes. Now, I could see that being the case. We're uh, halfway through a season with him as the offensive coordinator. Would you believe that this is all lined up for next year? Because that's what I heard today. It'd make a lot of sense. And I think the word we're looking for is speculation, right? We like to speculate in the media and spend some time doing that. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a great relationship with Jason Moss and Danny Machocha, right? Going back to the Edmonton days. So, yeah, I think that it wouldn't be surprising at all. And, you know, when you're a GM and when you're an owner and when you're in charge, you know, you've seen it, you know, in your career and I've seen it in mine. You know, when somebody's not your guy, they're just not your guy. There's nothing they can do to become your guy, right? Or girl. You have to yeah. get the people you want. And if there's somebody else that you want on your team, you got to go out and get them, whatever it takes. And so if Jason Moss is Danny Machocha's guy and Kahari Jones is not, there's not, a, there's not enough wins that Kahari Jones can put up. There's not enough you know, good messages that can come in or money that could be made that would make him all of a sudden Danny Machocha's guy. Right. So, yeah, I could I could see it and be an interesting way to play out the year. That's for sure. Again, we're turning it over to the viewers here from our Navy friend Don on YouTube says regarding Rod and his relationship with the Rough Riders. I cannot believe that people can be so petty. Nobody can believe it, Don, but it's time you knew. It's pretty hard to do a sports talk show in a place where there's only one pro team that anybody talks about and you're not allowed to cover it. If you want to know why we are where we are and why we're doing what we're doing, that's one of the biggest reasons, not to mention being treated so well in all the other places. Why would we not be in South Florida and Alberta and Winnipeg, for that matter, where where we're treated well? I don't need that from them, Jason and Red Deer says the CFL did just hire a new director of digital marketing and fan engagement, and she says they have some really exciting things in the works. So hopefully the CFL gets a little more face time. In the meantime, you're in week 13. You're playing games. When are we going to see it? I'm so tired of the talk. I'm tired of the talk. Talk's cheap. Let's see it. And speaking of, because it is a football Friday, we don't have much time here. Dave Miller coming up. This is in the sports update. After Montreal Alouette's minority owner Gary Stern created a huge stir on Monday, CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosi said he has received assurances from the team's majority ownership that nothing has changed with the team. Stern announced he was stepping away from the franchise's day-to-day operations and surrendering his spot on the CFL's Board of Governors. I read that and I'm like, right, because nobody in sports lies. We should just take them at face value. Nothing's going to change. We're good. Yeah. How do you feel about that story, Darren? No. There, again, the whole situation with Gary Stern leaving just leaves so much speculation, right, and, and unanswered questions. And as long as the questions remain unanswered, we, you, me, other media, the fans, the public, we're going to fill in those blanks and those with what we think happened. And that's how rumors start. And that's how, you know, until we find out. It's not going to stop until we find out the real reasons. So you're, you're best to say, look, we're not talking about it right now, but we will address it at a future time. That's cool. We would sit on that. But, yeah, when it's so many unanswered questions, you just can't believe it. 
That's totally fine, too, but then you can't be upset at the speculation. That's totally fine. And that's the one yeah. thing where sports has changed. It reminds me of the Regina Pats. I don't want to say too much more about it, but they're like, we pref- we're not talking about the Connor Bedard trade re- rumors. Well, great, but we have to. So you don't control what we do. And in the Tom Brady thing, as I mentioned earlier, the report now, New York Post, page six, is that it's marital issues is why he missed 11 days with the uh, Buccaneers in training camp. Well, they're going to speculate because, Tom, you don't want to say what it is, and that is your right. But they're going to go say what they're going to say. That's never going to change. And the teams think that they can control that, what you're going to talk about, and they can't, and they never will. At least, not this show. Moose, I know you got to go. Have a great call tonight. Break a leg. Hey, thank you. Have a great weekend. And apologize to Justin that I referred to him as Justin Dink last hour. It was a, oh, he's gone. It was a Freudian, no, it was a slip of the tongue. Dave Naylor next on a Football Friday. It's the RP Show you're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and on the radio in Metro Atlanta, WQEE 99.1 FM, your home for Southern sports and talk. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. The RP Show continues from hot and steamy South Florida. Game day here. Cardinal Gibbons High School against Calvary Christian. Former CFLer Matt DeBuck leads his Chiefs. for a defending state champions into battle. We'll be there on the sidelines, 7 p.m. Big night in the CFL, too. Alouette's home to Ottawa to kick off week 13. Joining us to talk about that and all things CFL is TSN's insider, Dave Naylor. Nails, I uh, appreciate you. Very tumultuous week, it would seem, in Montreal. How do you think the team responds tonight uh, with VA gone and Gary Stern not in the picture? Well, you know, the, the Alouettes in 2019, I, I think, did an amazing job because there was a lot more uncertainty around the team at that time, right? The league had taken it over and we didn't know who the prospective owners were going to be and those kinds of things. And and they managed to make a return to the playoffs. So, you know, I, I don't think Gary Stern was not around the players from what I understand or the team itself very much. His greatest presence was with the fans on Twitter. So that may be the biggest difference. Uh, and yeah, in terms of Vernon Adams, I mean, yeah, I mean, Vernon hasn't been in uniform for a while, so I don't think it's going to have any great effect on the team short term. I mean, long term, this is Trevor Harris's team now, it would certainly appear. And, and we all kind of thought that when Vernon Adams took the job, you know, in that 2019 season, that he had ended the revolving door at quarterback that had begun when Anthony Calvillo retired in 2013. And um, now, you know, Trevor is not at the end of his career. Uh, he, he certainly believes he has a number of years left and he may be able to hold that job, but certainly not a scenario that uh, anyone I know anticipated at the start of the year. If you'd said that Trevor Harris was going to take over you know, early in the season and hold the job and they trade Vernon Adams, uh, it, it's a pretty uh, dramatic turn of events compared to what I think everybody was anticipating heading into this year. 
You know, before we switch gears to uh, the BC Lions, which I want to ask you about, are you surprised at all by the interest in the Alouettes owner situation? Because I thought for the most part fans don't care, but this story has really gravitated, not just in Canada, but I'm here in South Florida and down here football circles. They're, they're fascinated by it. Well, I think part of it is, you know, in a lot of cases, the owner doesn't have a big profile. I mean, the owner is somebody you never see, you know, uh, only in very important events in the team. Uh, and I think because Gary Stern kind of, you know, fell in love with Twitter or, fell, or Twitter fell in love with him, you know, he became all of a sudden better known than some of the players on the team, right? He was engaging with the panel. He's inviting the prime minister to games. I mean, he kind of became a, for better or worse, and I know people who have opinions on both sides of that fence, uh, a bit of a phenomenon. And now I think the other thing, the reason you have some, a lot of interest in this story is that we know the team is going to be sold. I mean, Look, the league won't confirm that the team is going to be sold, but we all know what happens when people who own football teams pass away. Their estates sell the team. Pat Bolin passed away. The Broncos got sold. Ralph Wilson passed away. The Bills got sold. David Braley passed away. The Lions got sold. Sid Spiegel passed away. At some point, they're going to need a new owner. And I think that also, you know, we that was a fairly public process that played out last time in 2019 with you know, Vincent Guzzo, the Quebec businessman, the Lenkoff brothers from Southern California, Eric Lapointe and his group and others, you know, all kind of taking a long look at it. And there were certainly re- at points in time where we believed it was going to end up in the hands of the Lenkoff brothers. And ultimately, uh, the day of that news conference, January the 6th, 2020, uh, it was two guys we'd never heard of, or certainly most people had never heard of. And, and I who was pretty close to the you know, the, the back and forth and the tr- attempts to sell that team. Uh, Spiegel and, and Stern entered the picture very late and got a deal done very quickly. Well, it's unfortunate it ended this way because I think we were all having fun with it. Like you say with Gary Stern, seemed like a nice guy, but nothing surprises me in sports anymore, not just the CFL. And having said that, Neil McAvoy last hour, co-GM of the BC Lions, with, he's an honest guy, as you know, you've known him a long time, with a moment of mm-hmm. honesty. He's like, if the NFL wants Nathan Rourke, they're going to get him. I felt like even though there's a year left on his deal, he'll go to the NFL if the NFL wants him. Could you see that happening? Yeah, I, I can. And, and I said this before Nathan Rourke got injured, and, I, and I'm going to say it again, but I, obviously the context has changed. I don't have any doubt that Nathan Rourke will get an opportunity in the NFL. The question is, what kind of opportunity? And would you know if somebody is inviting him to camp as their fifth quarterback and seeing an opportunity for him to win the number three job or protect and end up on a practice roster most cfl quarterbacks would take that deal i'm not always sure it's in the it's in the best interest to do it. i mean look with when you get paid on an nfl practice roster now uh, as a as a first or second year player you can make about one hundred fifty thousand dollars you Presumably, if he gets permission to renegotiate his contract, he'd make more than that in Canada. But generally, players want to be in the NFL as quickly as they can for as long as they can. The, the, the tricky part with Nathan Rourke is that now that, his, that he has this injury, is that going to affect the type of opportunity he gets? That nobody's going to invite him to become, you know, come to compete for the number two job or even the number one job? Is, you know, he may... Yeah, depending on how his season went, if he proves that he's capable of. One of the things that Warren Moon talked about 
you know, when he went looking back on his years in the CFL and going to the NFL, was he played six years in Canada. Like, he wasn't a guy who, you know, at that time, you know, as the starter of the Edmonton Elks, he would have been making, I'm sure, far more money than he would have on an NFL practice roster or the bottom of an NFL roster. So there were economic reasons in those days for it as well. But the point is, by establishing himself as a superstar in Canada before he went, he walked from being the starting quarterback of the Edmonton, then Eskimos, straight to being the starting quarterback of the Houston Oilers, like starter to starter, not competing for the number two job, not spending weeks on the practice roster. And Nathan Rourke, I guess, has to really make a decision here. You know, would he rather you know endure that and go through that process, but be in the NFL, or would he rather play for the Lions next year and, you know, make probably at least I would think half a million dollars is probably what they'd have to pay him to keep him and put and develop, continue to develop and prove his worth. He's, you know, he's 24. Uh, earlier is always better in the eyes of NFL teams, but playing is always better than not playing for the development of a player. So I know there were NFL teams that when they looked at Nathan Rourke after college, their assessment of him was he needs to go play somewhere. And he did. So the question is, would he be best served by doing that again? Uh, yeah, and by the way, just in the couple minutes we have left, I'm down here around NFL people, college football, talk to high school football people today. They say he's ready. Nathan Rourke is ready. And I so he's got he's only played a half a season. They're like, we've seen enough. And it reminds me of Roy Shivers, who says, I know in five minutes if a guy can play. They've seen enough. They're ready. <laughs> well, well, and, and I think the point is that the Nathan Rourke, the pro player, is substantially different than Nathan Rourke, the college player. And part of how that happened was there was basically two years in which he was not playing when he was still developing. And one is obviously the the year of the pandemic when there was no season, but then he took all the first team reps, you know, in training camp and for the first 10 weeks of the regular season last year, which not only gave the Lions an opportunity to assess him and the way the players responded to him, how he ran practice, all those kinds of things, but also gave him the opportunity to develop into a different player. I mean, Nathan Rourke is on pace right now to set, if he had not, he was, was on pace before he was injured, to set the all-time Canadian Football League record for highest completion percentage in a season. All-time. I mean, Ricky Ray holds the record at 77.23 from the 2013 season, and Nathan Rourke was right up around 80. In college, he was 58.7. That was one of the knocks on him coming out of college, was he was a low completion percentage passer who ran the ball sometimes better than he threw it. But in the CFL, he has been pure passer with the mobility, you know, to escape the pocket, throw on the run, and prove all the things that you know can make you a, a well-rounded quarterback. So, part of why people are, are looking at it and maybe drawing different conclusions about him and his prospects for the NFL than he was in college is, you know, there's some things he's doing a lot better than he than he did in college. Fun stuff to cover in the CFL. It's been a great season, and some believe it's just starting now. Nails, thanks for fitting us in. We'll be watching this weekend. Appreciate you. Uh, thanks very much, and uh, we hope that it's all stability. We're led to believe the Montreal Alouettes uh, the rest of the way here, and uh, you know this is this is this story is not going to spill under the field or or interrupt the season. So we're glad about that. Thanks for having me, Rod. Thanks, Nails. The great David Naylor of TSN, the CFL Insider. Watch for him on the panel this weekend in Week 13. It'll be a very fun overtime segment when we return. You're watching a Football Friday on the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network. We're also live streaming on YouTube. And don't forget 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? 
Head to youtube.com slash the Ron Peterson Show now. One final time, it is overtime as you look at Robbie's in the beautiful Florida Keys where they filmed Bloodline. Love that place. Gorgeous day down here heading into the long weekend. Uh, let me pop in a sports update here, then I'll finish with my thoughts on the week. I feel very Jerry Springer-ish here with a commentary at the end of the show. Take care of yourself and each other. Uh, the Blue Jays, the Toronto Blue Jays, will kickstart a 10-game road trip today with the start of a three-game series against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Toronto suffered a 7-5 loss to the Chicago Cubs on Wednesday. That was their last game. The Jays are third in the American League East and hold the final American League wildcard spot. If you just can't get enough Blue Jays talk, Arash Madani was with us last hour, and uh, he is concerned over the immediate future of the Blue Jays. I'm looking at my phone. I'm not trying to interrupt you, but because we're on the radio in Atlanta, what are the Braves doing tonight? Oh, they got the Miami Marlins. The Marlins on the road visiting the Braves. 721st pitch in Hotlanta. Canada booked its ticket to the semifinal of the Women's World Hockey Championship Thursday with a 3 0 win over Sweden. Sarah Potomac recorded a goal and an assist, while goalie Anne Rene Desbien posted a nine save shutout. Canada played Switzerland, I guess, for the final of the championship. On Saturday, this sports update is for Dark Horse Bets. It's Woodbine's easy-to-use betting app that brings the excitement of live stream horse races right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com, available for Android and Apple devices. We're also brought to you by Ballers Rec Room, your official home of Slow Pitch, open Wednesday to Sunday, and the home of the Riders' Best Tailgate, getting it going Sunday before the Labor Day Classic, for the Tap Brewhouse and drive Through Liquor Store, and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. The moose is gone. He's getting ready for tonight's broadcast of the Manitoba Bisons and the Regina Rams. You can watch it on this cable carrier if that is your thing. Uh, got some exciting things coming your way. Okay, sorry. Terry, Terry Livermore, one of our viewers, I believe, is in Calgary, says they're playing Switzerland in the semi. I'm sorry. I'm going by the sports update here. I thought they said they beat Sweden in the semi. That's a little bit of the thing, not even a women's hockey thing, an international hockey thing. We were in Edmonton for two weeks for the World Juniors, and frankly, it felt to me like two days. And you're immersed in hockey, and you're around the hockey people, and it's fun. And then you come down here to South Florida, and I cannot even tell you. I knew, we all know that football was big here, right? You don't have any idea until you really get down here. And it's all they talk about. It's like hockey in Alberta. Jeff the uh, Jeff Kabilis, not Jeff the Stamps fan, Jeff Kabilis in Winnipeg watching, he says, I'm here all day for Rod's Roy Shivers impressions. Hey, listen. Forget about my Roy Shivers impressions. You got to hear Henry Burris's Roy Shivers imitations. He swears in him. <laughs> I don't. Not that I don't swear, I just don't swear on national television when I'm doing this show. Or on WQEE Atlanta. 
Roy Shivit. Um, as a matter of fact, just to go one more, what else did he say here? Jeff goes, heck, I'm here for Rod's impressions of Roy Shivers, Chris Jones, and others. Um, three minutes to go. There's no moose here for overtime because we have bid him adieu to go get ready to broadcast the football game. It's not for another seven hours or more, but if he felt he needed to go. So we'll let him go. I haven't even opened up the 902 text line today, and that's on me. That's on me. But I hope you're understanding how and why we do things here at the RP Show. Uh, We debuted this week on radio in Atlanta. I'm just so excited about it. Yes, I'm wearing an Atlanta Falcons golf shirt today, but I had it before. I didn't go out and just buy it because we're on the radio in Atlanta. But it is so mind-blowingly exciting what's ahead for us in NFL coverage, the sports gaming space, sponsorship opportunities, sports trips. For you folks, it's unbelievable. Mm. Metal Shingle Guy writes in, and it's interesting. Metal Shingle Guy's a Ryder fan. I have not talked enough about the poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Let's talk about it now. I'm just checking the update on it. Would you mortgage your team's future, let's say five years, to win a championship? 82% of respondents saying yes. They would. For 82%, 82% saying, yes, we would mortgage our team's future to win a championship. Now, if you mortgage the future, there's no guarantee you're going to win a championship, but at least you can say you tried. And going into the season, Jeremy O'Day, the Rough Riders general manager, last minute of play in the RP show, said, we're not mortgaging the future for one year. I believe, somebody sent me that quote. That's what I keep hearing from everybody. Obviously, I'm not following the Rough Riders as much as normal, but at six and five, and you're not favored. Like, this is a home game, folks, where the Riders are going in as the underdog for a fourth consecutive game at home, an underdog. And if they lose, it'll be the fourth straight home loss in a great cup year that you're hosting? You might want to rethink that, not mortgage in the future. Um, and we ran out of time here to, to finish that, but that's fine. I think we all would do it but the Rough Riders are not. We'll see what happens on Sunday in the Labor Day Classic. So enjoy all the games. Enjoy the college games, the high school games, and week one of the NFL coming up next week. We will be all over that. Thanks to all our guests today. See you Tuesday. Who has more fun than us? (laughs) Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.